0: Hello and welcome to this month's episode of our Cosmic Chronicles. We are here and into May, and isn't it lovely? Um, in my neck of the woods, Northern Hemisphere, East Coast of Canada, we're starting to get flowers popping up. It's just really, really lovely overall. I am back. For a short time, not a long time, I am back from my trip out west to Joshua Tree, California, saw some of my students, did an amazing live shoot, and then I came back home and opened up the doors to my masterclass registration. If you are watching me, you will see behind me, I have a, a star, I tried to make it a shooting star, I don't know. How well it works, but that's my artistic talents never were in drawing. Uh, And just fantastic wonderful new group of students coming in. They are already diving in. We have our first Q&A this week, and there's so many questions coming in. I can see that it's just going to be a wild ride. So this Milky Way season is just going to be so, so fun. Uh, and of course, I also am going to be leaving again soon, uh, going out west Again, going to Kanab, Utah this time, where I am going to be presenting at the Nightscaper Conference. I have two... Two talks that I'm going to be doing. Um, one on nightscape photography as art, um, why it matters and why we might want to think about it that way. And then one on the business fundamentals as a nightscape photographer. So I'm very excited to do that. But of course, I also am going to be meeting up with a ton of masterclass students there. I have two Airbnbs that are completely full uh, with myself and masterclass students, and uh, we're going out shooting together. There's going to be 20 20- of us out on location, so um, you will know if you're at the if you're at the conference, you should ask us where we're going, so you don't go there that night, um, because uh, you'll know when we get there. There will be a lot of us. It's it's just going to be so good. I don't necessarily know when we're going to find time to sleep, but uh, yeah, we, we'll figure it out. The conference itself is um, happening um, mid to late. May. So 18th um, to the 21st is when the actual conference is happening. Uh, I will be there a little bit longer with my students, not a lot longer, because I want my husband to still stay in this marriage with me. (laughs) Some of my students were like, come out a week beforehand. And I was like, yes, I don't think that's going to fly. Maybe when the kids are older, and I can bring them too. So uh, the conference is perfectly in the new moon cycle. We have Basically, uh, Milky Way visibility is going to be starting at around the 10th this month, a little bit earlier, it all just depends where you're at. But around the 10th, we're getting into it's looking pretty good and goes up until the 23rd. Um, We've got a little bit lingering the days after that. But uh, yeah, so that's when it's, it's pretty darn good. And May is a really nice month to get out and shoot, at least here in Nova Scotia. I think it will be the same in Kanab, but in terms of timing for the Milky Way, we get a fair amount of time. So the Milky Way is um, rising up just past 11, 30 about local time. And then we get it until we start to get sunlight in the morning. So until we start to get in um, to astronomical twilight, which is generally about 3.30 in the morning. So on a peak night here in Nova Scotia, we get like four and a half hours um, with the Milky Way, which is great. As you get closer to the equator, you get more and more and more time with the Milky Way. So even more. Um, We have a lot of students who joined up from down under this time around in the masterclass, really awesome. I'm also just a little bit jealous of the, just the sheer amount of time that they get with the Milky Way each night. It is just crazy. So uh, let's, without any more catch-ups, without further ado, shall we get into what we have to shoot this month? So as I did mention, um, we have the uh, Milky Way is Visible. From, I'm going to say May 10th is a solid date to start with. Um, A little bit less time in May 10th, but May 10th until May 23rd. And um, we have the new moon is happening on May 19th. So we've got a little bit before that, and then just a little bit after that. Um, And then we'll be butting up against our uh, moon cycle. The month itself, though, starts with a full moon. So on May 14th, Fifth is the actual full moon. I have an image here. This is May fourth, um, so it's rising up a little bit earlier in the night. You know, full moon is fun um, to do and to use a long focal length and to get it with over just some place that that speaks to you, and that might not always be really dark. <laughs> you know, there are some some images that you wish you could take, but it's like, well, it's downtown New York. So no, we're not going to get the Milky Way there, but we can get the full moon. So on uh, May the 5th is the full moon. Um, of course, the day before and the day after, so the May 4th and the May um, 6th, you can get good images as well. May the 4th, as you can see here, it's still going to be quite bright, the sun, there's still going to be quite a lot of sunlight in the sky. Um, if you're watching this, if you're listening to me, you can always go on the podcast website, afterdarkphotographypodcast.com, and you can see all the screenshots. Uh, so basically, I'm showing through, these are screenshots from the app Planet Pro, so the day before full moon, it's always going to be brighter. So if you have a landscape where you want to have lots of detail in it, um, the day before full moon is really good. If you have a landscape where you want something really dramatic and you do want the foreground to be more dark, maybe you've got city lights and things like that um, that you want to work with, then you would look at the day after on May 6th. So that's our first thing. Starting off with a full moon. Um, so for those of us who don't photograph the full moon, have some naps this week. Have some rest. Just uh, rest up for what is to be a pretty fun month. Next up, after that, we have Antares in a Moon conjunction. Mm, actually, you know what? <clears throat> I should back up. There will, for some, this will not be here. Um, this won't be in North America, but if you are down under, if you're in Australia, um, you will get to see on May 6th. So this is the full moon, but the full moon setting, um, in the morning sky on May 6th, you're going to see a penumbral lunar eclipse. This will be photographable. Most people aren't really going to see this with our eyes. It's not really visible to our eye, but you will notice, um, that there is going to be a little bit of a shift in the coloring, um, of the moon if you photograph it. So you'll be able to see that. I won't be able to see that here, (laughs) but I should not skip over things that are cool, even though I don't get to see them. Uh, I have some other things actually, too, um, that we'll, we'll go through today and it'll be like, I don't get to see it here, but if you live closer to the equator, you will. Okay. So the image that I have here is Antares and the moon now, if you're looking at the Planet Pro image, you've got um, all of Ro Fuyuki and the nice, beautiful detail that you get. The date on this is May 6th. So this is the evening of May 6, rising up um, around like 1045pm local time. And uh, what you notice is that uh, there is a very full moon, because the moon was full on the 5th. So Antara's is not you're not going to get all this detail around um, Roa Fuyuki and Antares. It's just not going to be there. But Antares is a really bright and lovely star, so you can get that conjunction between the moon and Antares as it rises up in the southeast. Next up, we have on May the 9th, so this is the evening of May the 9th. Um, I have closing in just on about midnight. We have Venus and the star cluster M35. So they are going to pass very close together, um, about two degrees, uh, maybe even a little bit less than two degrees together. Um, <clears throat> this Uh, is something that will be best photographed with a pretty long focal length. So 300 millimeters, um, really, or longer. You'll see it here. Um, I'll give you an image as well that you can look at uh, that shows you where they are rising up. So it's they're almost due north um, when they're rising. And they'll keep going up higher and higher in the sky. So this is just when they're they're visible above the horizon. Um, so a uh, much longer focal length, um, and you can get M35 and Venus together, which is pretty cool. Um, but in order, if you do want it to be, you know, quote unquote, um, impressive, then you will need to go at least three hundred millimeters. You know, five hundred millimeters would be even better in order to get the two of them um, together in all their in all their glory together. Okay. So next up, we are going to go a couple days forward, moving right along. Um, May 13th. So by this point, um, May 9th, little, still a little bit too much moon interference with the Milky Way. But by May 13th, we're full into Milky Way time as well. Um, you're going to see here that we have a conjunction between Saturn and the moon. So we've got about, um, uh, quarter moon here. And this is the morning of May 13th. So I have um, here at around ish in the morning and the focal length on this to get both of them in the frame and to get a little bit of foreground and a little bit of breathing space we're at about 200 millimeters if you just want saturn and the moon you could do about 300 millimeters um so here you can see we've got them setting down in the morning they weren't up for that long anyways um and it's pretty not quite 100% due south, but it, it's quite south, just a little bit to the southeast. So I'm getting the Saturn um, and moon um, together there at 3.30 in the morning, nice little conjunction. And then next up, we have a conjunction between uh, Neptune and the moon. Now, what you're going to see when you look at um, the image here is that it's a little bit light blue. Why is it a little bit light blue? Because we are in astronomical twilight for uh, Neptune and the Moon. Now, that might not be. If you live closer to the equator, that might not be. Um, Your y- you'll get it probably in full dark. I don't here. Um, I very rarely get to see Neptune in, um, in full dark <laughs> at my at my latitudes. Um, so this is the morning of May fifteenth. You can see this is around four a.m. Um, and this is coming down here um, over to the southeast. So um, we can see where it's coming up a longer focal length as well. So 250 to get both of them in, you could go more, you could probably do this at 300 if you wanted to. I just like to have, especially with conjunctions like this, I particularly enjoy seeing um, a little bit of land with them. So that's why you see me put it at 250, but you could probably shoot this at 300 as well um, and, and get them to fill the frame a little bit more. Okay, so then coming up after that, we have Jupiter and the moon. Now, depending on where you live, your view is going to be a little bit different. So um, they actually, so this is May 17th, the morning of May 17th, um, depending on where you're at, you might actually even see um, the moon eclipse Jupiter. I do not see that here. So I'm giving you my view here. Um, and we are getting pretty much into blue hour. So we're out of astronomical twilight at this point. I didn't check um, to see whether it was nautical or civil twilight. But uh, you know, it's getting pretty bright by this point. Um, but the moon and Jupiter are going to be very close together. So I have this at 300 millimeters, I easily shoot this at 400 or 500 millimeters. Um, if you're doing that I am going to recommend that you're tracking because otherwise you're going to have just too short exposures and you're not really going to see very much. Um but yeah, they're going to get very very close together. So this is it's just lovely to see. Um I particularly, you know, I like to look out and be like, "Oh, here are the two. Now, it, you, this is not an evening one, it's a morning one, so you have to get up early. <laughs> to see it. Uh, but I, I personally think it's worth it. Um, so you can see here rising up from where I'm at at about four 50 in the morning. So, um, into definite, um, blue hour for here, but it'll be a little bit different depending on where you're at. And if you just go into Planet Pro and go to May 17th, um, go to your, um, in your ephemeris, go to the stars, and in there choose Jupiter, you'll be able to go in and uh, hone in on it pretty darn quickly and see exactly, exactly where it's going to be at. So then the next thing that I have um, is the next day, coming right up. So we're on the 17th, now we're going to the 18th and we've got the Moon and Mercury together. Um, not quite as close together. Um, in the in the image that I have, it almost seems like at 250 millimeters with the Moon on one side and Mercury on the other side, they're both gonna be quite faint. We're one, literally one day away from New Moon here. So like the Moon is going to be so slim and Mercury is very faint. Um, they they almost seem like at opposition with each other, but it could make for a really uh, subtle and interesting image. Longer focal length for sure. Where I am, this is even more like I was complaining about the last image with Jupiter and being like, ah, oh, we're into blue hour. This is like almost into golden hour. Um, here in Nova Scotia, probably. Well, I can say a hundred percent. It won't be something I photograph. Um, here because I won't be here. Um, I'll be in Canab. Um, but it might look a little bit different there for us. Uh, it's a little bit uh closer to the equator down there. Not a ton, but a little bit. Uh, so yeah, having the two of those together, you can see here, um, we're looking really due southeast as they're starting to rise up um, and uh, getting the two together. Now that is if you want to zoom in at 250 millimeters. However, if you zoom out a little bit, so this next image that you're going to see is the same. So what I want you to notice is that Mercury and the moon are still the same degree together, uh, but I've zoomed out. So my focal length now is 150 millimeters because Jupiter is also there. Um, so you can get Jupiter in. Saturn's also there. I didn't take a screenshot with Saturn. You would have to zoom out even more, but you could also get um, Saturn in this if you went to a much wider focal length. I um, I don't remember. I think it might have been 50 millimeters. It was enough where I was like, ah, that's a little bit at this time of day for me, I wouldn't get anything. It would be too bright. um, And to have it, the stars be that small, that zoomed out, I just wouldn't be able to see anything. But depending where you're at, you might be able to. So um, this is another thing you can zoom in and get the moon and Mercury together, and then you can pull back out and you get the moon, Mercury, and Jupiter, or you can get the moon, Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn, which is pretty cool to get all of those together at the same time. Pretty, pretty awesome, I have to say. Uh, So then the 19th, May 19th is the new moon, um, which is always lovely. (laughs) It's a new beginnings, all of those things, but also means Very little sleep for you and I. (laughs) Let's be real. Lots of people um, who are into um, astrology and moon cycles and things like that are like, oh, the new moon, it's like fresh new beginnings. And I'm like, "Ah, the new moon, lots of coffee and not a lot of sleep. (laughs) But that's okay. That's the trade off because we get to spend these beautiful nights out under the stars, which is awesome. Okay, so now the next conjunction that we have, if you are not busy, taking photos of the Milky Way, is on May the 22nd, going into kind of the May 23rd morning, So it's around midnight. It is Venus and the Moon together. Um, I love Venus and the Moon together, uh, the evening star. Venus is a particular favorite of mine. So, um, I, I know Venus is not a star. Just make sure. I <laughs> don't want to get any, any odd comments later. being like, Christine, how do you not know that? No, I know. So Venus and the moon together. I have this at 200 millimeters. You could go in even more if you wanted to, um, 250 millimeters. The moon is just a few days past new, so it is going to be a pretty small crescent, um, but it will look really lovely. I like to, like in this particular um this particular conjunction, I like where the moon is, how the moon is um, waxing. So, you know, for us here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's um, the, it's lit on the right side, but then Venus is off to the left side. Like, I just think this overall is really, really pleasing um, to look at in terms of a composition. So I personally really quite quite like that. So that's gonna be um, coming up. Um, what do we have? Yeah, just after midnight. Um, so, uh, the moon starts to come rise up and then having Venus as well there. Um, you can also pull back. So this next image that I have, I didn't make it a neat focal length. This is 86.5 millimeters. You can like 80 millimeters, 85 millimeters, something like that. Maybe you have like an 85 millimeter portrait lens, something like that, you could use that. Um, You're going to see that uh, this is, again, same time, this is just around midnight and we have the moon, and we have Venus and we have Mars. So if we zoom back out, we get to have um, Mars in the image in addition to the moon and Venus. Um, so you can get the red planet there as well. Um, just showing you here, we're photographing this pretty much due north. It's a, a little bit off, but you know, these are, are coming up um, here in the image uh, to the north. So, so that's what we're going to see with this one together you know, it's kind of like this one and the one with, um, with Mercury and Jupiter, they're kind of like two for ones, you know, take a longer focal length and zoom in and then do a a more wide angle focal length and zoom out and you get two completely different images, which could be really, really fun to do. Super fun to do. Okay. So then we've got, uh, two more things, I think, um, this month. So, um, Oh, this was just to show you. Here we go. This is, um, 24th and the 25th. Yeah, that's right. One more thing. So I'm just taking a look through. <laughs> Sorry for the fans listening to the audio. They're like, what's did Christine just have a little brain starter? No, um, I'm looking at my images here. The technical thing that we have is May 24th. There's a conjunction um, with Mars and the moon. But what you'll see is that we can also get it on the 25th. So this is really like, The 24th is um, the night of the 23rd into the 24th in the morning. We can get uh, Mars with the moon, Um, Venus also. So in the first screenshot I have, we're zoomed out at 135 millimeters. You could zoom in and this would be, um, you could zoom in even more, you know, probably to 200 and just get the moon and Mars together. But if you want Mars, the moon and Venus, you can do that um, as well. So that is the night of the 23rd going into the morning of the 24th. You can see here that's North again, similar um, to what it was before. Then, if we look um, the night of the twenty fourth, going into the morning of the twenty fifth, um, we have just the moon and Mars, and you can see the positioning how it's changed. So, on the twenty third, going into the twenty fourth, we have the moon is to the right in our frame, and Mars is to the left. But then, when we look at the twenty fourth, going into the twenty fifth, we have the moon is to the left in our frame, and Mars is over to the right. So. So sometimes when we have conjunctions between planets and the moon, the day before, the day after is still pretty good. Um, Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just like, oh, like, you know, on day, the day of the conjunction, it's like you can shoot it at a 200 millimeter or something like that. And then the day after, it's like you have to zoom out to a 50 millimeter. So it's not always that the day before or the day after is going to work well, but sometimes it does. And I think personally in this case, that with the moon and Mars on the 24th, going into the 25th, the actual date of the conjunction, I think it looks great, but it's kind of interesting to have the night before the night of the 23rd going into the 24th to have Mars, moon, and Venus. Um, You know, it can be fun to have multiples of them um, coming together in our images. So that's our month. That's what we have going for May. I have to say, I will probably be spending most of my time photographing the Milky Way this month. Um, if anything, I personally like to try and get Venus and the moon together. So if I can do that, that would make me pretty happy. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I will be in a position <laughs> where I'm a, uh, where I'm able to to get out and take some shots of Venus and the moon together. If the weather lines up, I will be coming home um, the next day. So hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to. Um, the moon and Mercury will be right when it's Milky Way time. So on May 18th, so that will be, it's just a day before a new moon. It will be a, a little bit more of a difficult image to get, but I think it could be really nice. And if you're out photographing the Milky Way, why not stay out until the morning to get blue hour photos in the morning and then also get your images um, of the moon and Mercury together and coming up? I mean, it's just a thought, you know, may as well bring a longer lens with you um, and shoot that if you're already going to be out um, on the night of the 17th going in to the 18th. So That's what I have for you. I don't, I try to keep these episodes um, shorter. I don't want to keep you here for a really long time. I just want us to be able to know this is what we have to shoot. And then we can just get our, what's out there and get some photos and and, um, start creating and having a great time. If you are going to be at the Nightscaper Conference, I'm really excited to meet you. Please, please make sure to come and say hi. I might look really tired, but that's okay. I know how to function when I'm tired. I have two small kids, so I am very used to being in this particular state. And uh, for everyone else, I will try... I make no guarantees, but I will try to post lots of fun stories and things on Instagram and Facebook so that you can kind of follow along with everything that's happening. You still can, I believe, register for the Nightscaper conference too. So if you know, if a last minute trip to KNAB happens to be in your cards, um, then then head on over <laughs> and register because it would be super fun to see you there. There's you know, the energy that exists when you get a lot of people together who all love doing the same thing is really fun. It's really, really fun. So that's why I have for you this week. I'm excited um, to just dive in with everyone. And uh, that's coming up really, really soon. And otherwise, we'll be back next week here on the After Dark Photography Podcast. And we will have a little bit of a different topic in mind to chat about. So until then, take care. And I wish you clear nights and starry skies.